where we discuss what it means to be entry-level, both in your job and at life. I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard, and today we have a topic that I think is really fun. We're talking fashion and lifestyle blogging. We have a special guest with us today, Katie Devlin, a fashion and lifestyle blogger based in the Boston area. Katie is a full-time social media strategist, but also recently launched her blog called Classically Katie, where she shares insights and tips on fashion, home decor, makeup, skincare, and more. I've followed Katie's Instagram and blog for a while now, and I'm a huge fan of her work. And today we're going to get under the covers a little bit to understand what inspired her to start the blog, what it's been like to build it over the last year or so, her strategies for social growth, and some of her advice on anyone looking to start their own blog in this space, because it it seems like a really popular space to be in. So welcome to the show, Katie. Awesome. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. We're excited to have you. So let's just get started by talking a little bit about what inspired you to start Classically Katie. Maybe is there a story behind the name? You know, give us a little insight into how it came about. Yeah. So there is a story behind the name, one that I think is kind of embarrassing for myself. But I mean, just in general, starting the blog itself and obviously focusing on fashion and lifestyle. I think in high school and even pretty much through college, like I really was not into fashion. I feel like in high school, I always mimicked whatever the characters on Dawson's Creek were wearing. I was (laughs) that American Eagle girl. (laughs) I could have worked for them because I owned everything from them. And so I kind of got made fun of because I was boring, comfortable, casual Katie. So I think when I, I think after college, when I started to take a more important role in fashion and how I like to dress and trying to set myself apart from everybody else. And I would like from every now and then on my personal social handles would post my outfits and everyone was like, oh my God, like you're just, you have such great style. You know, you should always share these outfits. We love seeing them. So I think that's kind of what's inspired me to actually go out there and start a dedicated blog for fashion and what I'm most interested in. But the story behind Classically Katie is... I don't want to go on too too much here, but so I, I lived with my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law, um, for a few years. And I'm just like always very clumsy. I just do everything really fast. I'm that girl that always skips stairs when I'm going up the stairs and everything. So I just fall all the time or like I'll hurt myself. And one time we came home at night and there was a package there. And I was like so excited. I'd rip it open with this knife, literally slice my hand open which is not funny, but, (laughs) and my brother-in-law was just, oh, classic Katie, classic Katie. Nice. So that's just kind of how it transpired over the years, just for me being clumsy. See, I always, I always figured it was something like, no, you just classic outfits. And, you know, I thought it was something more like, you just like dress really classy. (laughs) So I thought it was more that. (laughs) So that's cool. That's an interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I should change my story. I think that's better. I think it gives it more personality for sure. Cool. So how long, I guess, did you think about, Did you, was there a time period where you really dwelled on this idea and thought about it a lot before kind of kickstarting it? Or was it one of those things you just thought up and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to start this next month and let's do it? 
Yeah, so I feel like I didn't, I mean, to be honest, I really did not put a lot of thought into it. Oh, six, seven months work, uh, worth of time to build up my website. My boyfriend does website design. So he actually helped me use Wix, which is very user-friendly. And so he kind of stood up my website for me. And then I just quickly learned and played around with it. And I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to go in and can't like wait for the perfect moment or work, Mm -hmm. wait for everything to be perfect, right? Because nothing's ever going to be perfect. And so I think it was only about a month of working on my website itself. And then I finally looked up by the name that I wanted on Instagram and kind of went for it. And it's been an exciting ride since. Yeah, I have a quick question. So I've been kind of, as you've been talking, I'm really interested in, did you have a, you said you were kind of thinking about it, planning it, but when you first started designing this website, was it a lot of trial and error? Did you get some ideas while you were doing it as to almost content or things you wanted to expand it to or talk through kind of that uh, creative process? Did any, was it completely different than you thought? when you started out? Yeah. And I think, I think what you said about like the content part is what holds a lot of people back because you can't just, yeah, you could create a website and throw your logo on there and an about you. But if there's nothing else, Mm -hmm. there's no other like substance to it, people aren't going to go there. Right. So it's kind of a lot of work to make sure when you do launch it and you're driving people there and you want as much traffic and eyes on it as possible, that there's content on there that's going to keep people engaged, keep people coming back. So I tried to do at least, I think, three or four different blog posts prior to launching so that when I did launch it and say, hey, people go check this out, (laughs) there's stuff there for them to look at. And I think that's what kind of holds back a lot of people because they don't have that content or they think that I think the content will just like kind of organically appear there. Yeah. That yeah. is a lot of work that you need to do to, to build it we, up. <laughs> that's how I feel like when we started this podcast, we did something similar. And I'm, you're reminding, I never thought I'd be able to have this conversation with someone, but we started with a few episodes. And then as it's gone on, we've developed different content just from learning about it and getting into it. So it's, it's funny. I feel like that created, it just changes daily on what the content and what you can do with everything. I think it's really interesting. And you clearly have done a good job keeping up with everything because you have a ton of content on your website. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Do you group content as you create it? Do you do it? Do you, you know, whip out the camera every day and go take a shot? Is there a process behind that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have kind of slacked, to be honest, like in the actual blog post area. But I think just given like social media and Instagram itself, like there's so many other means and channels to engage with people and share your content that you don't necessarily like always have to have a blog post. For example, if I were to shoot an outfit, there's a few other things like mobile apps and everything like to know it where you can link every piece that you're wearing and people don't even have to go visit your blog post, right? You could just send them directly to this mobile app and then they could buy directly from there. So I think I've gotten into the habit of doing that. But there are, when I do collaborations with different brands and their warrants a blog post, right? They want a full write-up of whatever it is that I'm promoting. Obviously, I'll do something like that, a blog post. But I think in the beginning, I focused 100% on fashion. And then just over the time that I've had this, just kind of like dabbled into different areas. Like you mentioned, Sarah, earlier, I bought a new home. So now I'm doing a little bit more home, like interior, decorating, all that. I've also like been really passionate about skincare, changing all of my products over really clean, healthy, organic stuff. So I like to share about that too. So I think when I originally had the 
my blog, it was primarily fashion, but now I've created like new tabs, new drop down categories, just so that people can see all the different types of content that is available. And and so <clears throat> when you were doing that, when you first started out with just the fashion stuff, and then you started expanding, is it something you kind of reached out to your followers and the people who, who, who read your blog? And did you, did you ask them, what are you interested in seeing more of? Or mm-hmm. did you just kind of take a leap and take that natural extension into, into more things? Yeah, it, well, I don't think it was necessarily polling my followers, but people would ask me questions all the time, especially during the renovations I did in my house, asking like, oh, like, where'd you get that? Or can mm-hmm. I see more of this? And especially like 100% with like the skincare, people are always asking me what I recommend, what I use. So I think it just kind of organically made sense to to share more of that type of content. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Lindsay and I have a friend who who does the same thing, I think, you know, she perfect house and all that. And she's always getting yeah. questions on where she gets this and that. So I can totally see where it's a very, I feel like people who are very you know, into fashion and that stuff are also have beautiful homes. <laughs> so I think it's a natural I, extension. But I like struggle with the decor, the decorating piece of it. I like, and everyone's always like, but you like fashion. It's just the same thing putting groups of colors together or getting all things like all gold or all silver. And I'm like, I just, maybe it's me. (laughs) I just like, don't see like a full picture unless everything is in its place. So I think it's a little bit challenging, but you are right. I feel like every blogger has the best decorated house ever. (laughs) Well, you were talking about the, how you expanded. And one of the things that when I looked at your website preparation for this, I loved the travel, the travel blogs you had. I've been to a couple of the places you've been, but I thought you did a good job with those. And if, if you could touch on that, that'd be great. How did you come up with that idea? Is it just from when you travel or did you kind of want to do that from the beginning? Yeah. I mean, my, when my friend and I started planning specifically that Iceland trip, I reached, I, I was, we, done, we did tons of research. We looked at other blogs and everything just to kind of hear what people were doing, what they recommended, restaurants, all of that. And I kind of went into it knowing that I was going to do the travel guide upon my return. And I actually, like, I think one of the best things about the blogging industry is I reached out to one of the tour companies and was like, hey, like, I'm a blogger. I'm, I'm planning to do a post-travel recap. I would like, we're going to, we're booking with you regardless. I was like, but I wanted to know like, if you would like to collaborate. And they did. And I got like one of the days, like, it was like a three-day tour, one of the days for free. So it was like pretty cool. And I mean, I was completely honest, like I loved the tour. It was amazing. So I think like having that, that forum to be able to share how my experience was and just talk about the great things that Iceland has to offer, I think is pretty, pretty. Yeah. It sounds like collaboration is a big piece of, of being like a fashion or lifestyle blogger. Do you, have you done any other collaborations local or, or beyond Boston? Talk a little bit about those. Yeah, yeah. So I've done a lot of collaborations with local boutiques in the Boston area. I think I started out collaborating with consignment stores. And like that was obviously an amazing opportunity. And then it kind of broadened into more fashion boutiques, which is great. And I actually just signed on as an ambassador to one of the the local boutiques that I've collaborated with before. So Sloan and Ivy, they're based out of Wellesley, Mass. And the owner is 30 years old, she just turned 30. She runs it all by herself. So I think having the blog and being accessible to this community of the fashion designers and boutique owners and just other bloggers, I've met so many people that I 100% would not have met 
had I not had this blog. So I think the, the collaborations and just, I think the Boston area, I mean, I can't obviously speak for other cities across the country, but I feel like the Boston area in terms of blogging is just super, super empowering. Everybody's like always trying to pull in like, hey, like I have this opportunity. I would love for you to like join me or showing up at each other's events where you're hosting. So I think I can't say enough amazing things about all the bloggers in Boston that I've met and just how everyone's super supportive. Yeah, has that... That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Has any of that led into building your following? Do these collaborations help? It looks like your Instagram is really active. You have some highly engaged followers. Are there any tips around building a following for your blog? Is it primarily collaborations? Do you do contests or giveaways? What type of stuff do you do to grow? Yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because you guys probably know this, right? Social media is so so fast changing. What works today might not work tomorrow. So, and like, they're just changing the algorithms all the time. And I think a lot of bloggers do struggle with, oh, my engagement is so low today. But like things that I've learned is, you know, especially since I started posting daily, just making sure that you're the top of the feed for the people who are following you, right? Mm -hmm. If you go silent for a few days, you kind of, you drop off on that algorithm, right? Because people aren't engaging with your content because you're not posting anything. But I think what you mentioned before, the the giveaways contests always really help. And then just the two-way engagement, right? You can't just expect people to engage with you if you're not engaging back with others, right? So I always make it a practice when I post something in a timely fashion, always responding back to everybody who comments on my photo. But then also doing that for people that I love to follow. Like I always comment Mm -hmm. on their stuff. And I think that really helps. Do you have like dedicated times of day that you go on social? I think with some people, they struggle. Mm -hmm. Do I have to be on social media all day long, every day to build a following and to have an engaged community? Do you feel like you have certain times that you try to localize your activity or certain times of day that you post Mm -hmm. or anything like that? Yeah. What's the day to day? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So... I mean, Instagram, if you do have a business page, Instagram will tell you based on your followers, past past activity, like what the optimal times are to post. But I kind of do my own thing. I post like I try to post every day at 12 p.m. The weekends, I think, are so different because people are just Uh off their Uh routine. Right. So they're just kind of they're doing different things. But I try like Monday through Friday, I always post at 12. And then on the weekends, it just kind of varies. But that's just for me. I mean. I think that works, especially like on the East Coast, because if you think like it's 12 here, it's like the morning time for the West Coast. So you're kind of catching everybody. But I think my followers are obviously like predominantly in the East Coast. So I think it's like that lunchtime break where everyone's great. I need to like grab my phone, check out social, kind of debrief for like an hour. Do some shopping. (laughs) Double tap, double tap away. So do you get, do you get sponsors? Like, do you get people who reach out to you to promote their clothing or anything like that? Or do you pick every single thing yourself? So, I mean, I definitely buy a lot myself. Yeah. And then, yeah, randomly I'll get people who reach out to me. I actually, so one of the, the boutiques that I worked with, they're out of Reading, Mass. And she, the owner there is so awesome. And I would just, I'll do photo shoots and like a bunch of her clothes and everything. But one of the designers that I had shot pictures of, they actually reached out to me, which is so crazy. And so they're like, hey, like we saw that you've posted and shared our stuff in the past. We'd love to send you sweaters. And I'm not necessarily getting paid for it, but the sweaters are like $110 each. And they're like 100% something I would wear. You know what I mean? So it's, it's awesome. 
I mean, they've done it a few times. So I'm not necessarily always getting paid for things, which you know, it, it happens. But I mean, free Absolutely. clothes is free Yeah, clothes. definitely. And, and it sounds like this is something you really enjoy doing because you mentioned that you have a full-time job as a social media strategist and you do this kind of on the side for fun. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's something you have to be passionate about to keep it going in addition to all of the other things that you have going on. So I think I think you've made it clear it's something that you're very passionate about. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I think you have to be because working the nine to five and then coming home and doing this is it's a lot of work and sometimes I don't want to do it. But have you I'm taken the most of it. Yeah, have you taken anything from building classically Katie and in, into like other aspects of your life? It sounds like a lot of social activity. Have you learned things from doing the blog and, and vice versa that you've been able to take kind of back and forth? Yeah, I mean, I think even just like maintaining a website, right? I didn't know how to do this a year and a half ago. And I feel like I am now more like comfortable with, it's not, I mean, Wix is pretty, like I said, pretty user-friendly. It's not coding or anything, but just having like that ability as well as like video editing. Earlier this year, I did a few videos, like video lookbooks. Um, So kind of using more software tools that I wouldn't necessarily come across, I think is awesome. And then I think it just kind of like helped me, helps me like be more outgoing and meeting new people. Like I wouldn't, I, it's kind of intimidating, I guess, to go to an event where you don't really know anybody, but in order to kind of, you know, meet and greet with people and obviously supporting one another, kind of have to put yourself out there, which can be, I guess, scary at times. So even, even just like posting photos of me, I just feel it's kind of silly. Hey, look Mm -hmm. at me, look at me, look what I'm wearing. (laughs) But it, it does. I like sharing. I like the the clothes that I'm wearing. I'm excited about them. So I want other people to share them as well. And what's, so what's next for, for the website, for your brand? What's, what do you have planned? Anything you, you want to share or anything coming up in the future? That's a good question. So, I mean, I have, I shoot all my stuff and sometimes I'll work with a photographer um, depending on the content that I have, but I do everything. Like my boyfriend takes my photos on my phone. <laughs> So I think my next step is to like invest in a camera, just to step it up my game, a little bit more high quality photos, just to see if that can help with my engagement and all of that. So I think that's my next step. And then just really kind of making it more of a practice to post more blog posts on a regular basis. Because like I said, I've kind of gotten away from that. But yeah, and then yeah. I think I think the other thing too is a lot of my friends and family had asked about this is just more seeing more of the house. I'm still decorating it and slowly but surely coming together but I think I'll be sharing a lot more home content coming soon too yeah that'll be good yeah yeah and I like I like what you said about I think seems like a common theme that you talked about a little bit is like starting small and then kind of growing as as you can like you started with just fashion then you expanded into other areas and you started with just your iPhone and, and your insta boyfriend yes. <laughs> <laughs> taking your pictures and now you're you know, branching out as you can to to higher quality photos or exactly. you know whatever it may be so I think it's it's a good lesson for people who are just starting out is there are there other pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who maybe is looking to start a blog whether it's fashion and lifestyle or you know any type of blog and they're just kind of new new to the space yeah I mean I would say just do it like don't wait until the perfect time I mean I feel like a lot of bloggers or people who have like the website and stuff like you're always trying to think of and you get held up on like the perfect name and one of the bloggers that I follow and been following for so long, Damslin Dior, JC Dupre, she actually <laughs> talked about the way she came up with her name, Damslin Dior, was actually like doing a bar test. So she went to a bar 
and was just kind of like talking to people and hey what do you think of this name damsel in dior kind of throwing out different things and i was like oh that's so smart because like even with classically katie people are like okay like so c l and i'm like no it's like k like two k like, so then i was like oh that makes sense people like if you try to spell it and you have to write it down on paper for people <laughs> it makes it hard yeah. to be like go to my blog because i can't even spell it <laughs> so i think that <laughs> i think getting getting held up on like the name holds back a lot of people so i think my best advice would probably be throw it out there talk to your friends talk to your family see if that works and then just do it just pull the trigger seize the day yeah like the that. hardest part's always getting started i think yeah. <laughs> yeah we literally said that on the like the intro episode it <laughs> like is just, we had to just start yeah um, no that's really good really good advice and I think Lindsay and I would agree, even like you said, like starting the podcast, it was the same thing. We're like, we just got to, we just got to go for it. We're, we're, we're amateurs at podcasting and we just got to go for it. So I think. Uh, yeah. And you learn, you learn new things yeah. as you go and you grow and you'll look back in a year from now and laugh at your first one or appreciate it for what it was. <laughs> Katie, this was great. And we thank you again for being on. And as you know, and we talked about, but we like to do kind of a fun segment at the end just to, to end them kind of on a funny note. And so in honor of you being on today, we're going to do a segment called, wait, fashion faults, right, yeah, Sarah? fashion fails, fashion <laughs> faults, fashion, fashion faults, whatever fails. we want to call it. Yeah. And um, I personally have a lot awesome. of them, so we'll save mine because I'm sure they're the most embarrassing. And so Sarah, if you want to kick us off, feel free. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I would say my biggest thing is like, like when I was growing up in high school, I grew up in the sticks of Vermont. So the, I don't know. I don't think we really had fashion. <laughs> and then I went I went to college and all of my friends really into all these like name brand things and everyone had the same stuff. And I just felt like I was like, I need to learn what I'm doing here. I don't know. And then I feel like we got to a certain point where everyone would wear the same things all of the time. So we'd be like going out to dinner and everyone had on Jack Rogers and like J. Crew shorts and and like literally the same outfit every time. And I was like, I don't know. I just felt like that it was just, I'm like, I need to be more original maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Break out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think that happens though. When you hang around with the same people all the time, you kind of just happen to like have the same fashion sense too. And you just, you always show up and you're like, damn, we're wearing the same thing. Everything. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, Katie, I, I can't imagine you have one looking at your blog, but I'd love to hear oh, anything if you, <laughs> if you haven't. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this back to like elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> But this is she's been, so to she's show. been like, cool I, since elementary school. <laughs> no, no, the opposite. Just no, this is what I was I was saying earlier. Like I did not have any idea what fashion even was until maybe like the past like five or six years. But yeah, I remember in elementary school, like I just was a nerd. I dressed like a nerd, and like I was just like kind of skinny and lanky. I had like long legs and. People used to call me Urkel because I, like, my pants were so high. <laughs> oh, and so, look at, look yeah. at you now, though. Yeah, You're yeah, a fashion no. blogger. <laughs> you, you showed them. <laughs> I feel like you're good to go. Um, so, Lindsay, yeah. I think you're up. Oh. So, I feel like I have to share two just because I feel like I have to be honest, and they've been weighing on me for years and years. <laughs> So, so the, free yourself. So the Stay first one, um, I'm from Maine, as I've shared. And for my graduation, my little sister of high school got me purple Crocs because I was going to St. Mike's and our mascot was the Purple Knights. And I brought him to college and 
I played a sport, so I would change at the kind of change my shoes at the field, and I always threw on the Crocs. And about a month later, I became friends with all my friends, and they finally admitted to me that they just rip used to rip on me because of the purple Crocs, and they knew me as the girl oh. in the in the purple Crocs. And twelve years later, we still talk about it all the time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I feel like I have to bring that one up. And then the second is my That's hat awesome. phase. I went through freshman year of college where I tried to pull off every type of hat you could imagine. And it's just looking back at the pictures, it's just such an epic fail. And, uh, <laughs> and we, I'll still get texts on Thursday. That's like throwback Thursday to Lindsay's hat phase. And it's like some picture from, from freshman year. And, uh, so I feel like those are my two worst ones. <laughs> what, what was your go-to Oh my hat? God, I can't, I don't even know. Like I, I tried the sideways thing. I tried like the, oh my God, I can't, it's embarrassing to even think about it. I'm sure Sarah, you remember. You still do the sideways <laughs> thing when you've had no, one too yeah. many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, I have to be honest with, I have to be honest with my friends and finally admit that I'm, I did those things. So <laughs> yeah, we've all anyway. had fails, I guess. Even fashion bloggers once were fails at fashion. And, yeah. yeah. Well, Katie, yeah. thank you so much again for being on. This was great. And I think our listeners will really resonate with your advice and your story and, and we really appreciate it of course thank you so much for having me yeah fun. thank you and uh for everyone listening don't forget to follow us on instagram at entry level podcast and give us a rating on itunes thanks everyone bye thanks guys